0: Hi there, welcome back to the business side of fitness. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. Each week on the show, we'll highlight fitness industry experts to learn about their personal journey and unique perspective. Through these conversations, we'll learn all about what it really takes to succeed in fitness. This show is brought to you by Vanessa Severiano, LLC, specializing in fitness and wellness business development for impactful brands. The time has come to start the show. Everyone's got a story and now it's time to hear from this week's guest. Let's welcome to the show, Lou DeFrancisco. He's the president of Stretch Lab, a boutique wellness franchise that offers one-on-one assisted stretches and group stretch sessions. With a passionate team of certified flexologists, Stretch Lab is transforming the lives of clients from all ages, fitness levels, genders, and sizes, increasing mobility and flexibility, helping to reduce pain, decreasing muscle aches, improving posture, shortening recovery time, and enhancing quality of life. Welcome to the show, Lou.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm really thrilled to have you here because you have an extensive background in the fitness industry and you've been in a, for quite some time. And I just love learning from people that have been in this world for a long time. So can you just share a little bit about your background and what ultimately led to you becoming the president of Stretch Lab?
1: Sure. So I feel like that's a nice way of telling me that I'm old.
0: I'm right there with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. So I like a lot of fitness professionals. I got into this industry because of a passion because I had a passion for health, fitness, wellness. I was an athlete growing up and really through college. And I, and I really was even in college focused on uh, the nutrition side and aware of what I was putting in my body. I, I won't say at that time, I graduated in '99, so you know it, it, my my wife and I joke. We went, to, we met in college, and we're, we're we're we just celebrated our 19 year wedding anniversary. And in that time in college, we laugh about it because it was just like carbs, carbs, carbs. It was just all carbs, no fats and protein. Yeah, a little protein here and there. And and it's just it's interesting how it's how it's evolved. But that was where I I started my passion. And the interesting part, the part I always liked to. Talk about when we, when people ask me this question, is that I didn't get into the world of fitness or the business side of fitness for a long time, for almost five years. Graduated college, went into the IT consulting field because it was a job, and you know at that time, you know my 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 upbringing was like, hey, you need to you need to do well in school, you need to go do well in high school so you can get to a good college, you need to do well in college so you can get a good job, and you need to you need to work. And and that was my mindset. And it was like, all right, well, I can, I can, I'm going to do this. And I, and I started in this, it doesn't matter what field it is. For me, it was IT consulting. And what I, what I realized looking back at it was I enjoyed this, the, the business consulting piece of that. I enjoyed helping others because part of my job was going out into these small businesses and helping them understand IT. And this was back in, early 2000s when you know all you had to do is get microsoft certified and get a job and and here's the cool part it, it, and this is why i'm such a believer in passion and following your passion i realized quickly that i wasn't happy doing what i was doing and but i was a i was working with people in this it consulting company that i could see they were passionate about what they were doing and and it was like at one point, you know, after a couple of years working there, you know, I'm still young in my early 20s. I was like, wow, they actually love what they're doing, and like on this side, and I'm like over here, like I am not loving what I'm doing, and what what that turned into. And and I worked there for four and a half years, and and even during that time, this kind of feeds into my later story. I was taking evening MBA classes. I was in an evening MBA program. So I was working during the day, going to class at night because I still had that mindset of, I need to continue to educate myself in order to do better. I feel I'm a big believer in that. And that that was one way I did it. My wife at the time, she was going to grad school to be a teacher and pre-kids. And I was I had a good friend of mine that was a physical therapist and personal trainer, and he owned his own club. And, and at this yeah, I would call it today a boutique health club. In early two thousands, like that word boutique really didn't exist yet. And he was a really good friend of mine, and 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 really became a mentor. And he knew we had, we had gone out for a couple, whether it was coffee or lunch, whatever. And. And he knew I was not happy in, in the job I was in. And he continually encouraged me to, to find something that I was passionate about. And he knew I was an athlete. I'd been in his gym a couple of times working out, you know, I had, and he was a magician with his hands and and that's really his expertise was he was a manual therapist. And at one point I like hurt my back and he just, you know, did his, did his magic on me a couple of sessions. And I was like, wow, you know, gave me the corrective exercises and, and, and it I started to see this, this other world of physical therapy, manual therapy, personal training that I knew nothing about, you know, growing up, it wasn't, you know, now I have a 14 year old son. He's, he's had a ton of not not, eh, personal training sessions, you know, he, you know, he, he knows how to work out, but, but I, I didn't have that. And then most people our age, they didn't have that growing up. And so it's this new world to me and, and, and he's, Hey. One day he was like, "Hey, why don't you just come to work with me? You know, I've got this guy that's doing like marketing and sales for me and he's moving to Florida. So I need someone. You're looking for a new job. Why not?" And I was like, "No, no, no. Like, I'm on this career path. I'm on the corporate ladder, you know. I'm I've got this IT consulting job and I'm going taking classes towards my MBA and I like I can't work at a gym. You know, I just, I literally said that I can't, I can't work in a gym. You know, that, that was 17 ish years ago. And yeah, I'm so thankful just to this day, the, the impact he had on me and, and encouraging me to do that and i did I, I jumped into this industry that i knew nothing about because someone gave me an opportunity a chance to and he, and he knew what my passion was he knew just from my personality that you know it wasn't like it was a single location this wasn't we're not talking about you know corporate you know fitness it was like one location this was in the boston massachusetts area and it was in a you know well to do area of a suburb of boston and He was all offered all cash pay insurance, cash pay, physical therapy, no insurance. And so that was my first experience in this world of health and fitness. And I was the general manager of of one location and he had, you know, two or three clinicians and maybe five personal trainers. And it was a really, it was a small place. And it was probably one of the better experiences that I could have going into this because well, I guess I could argue that you know, some something that had a, a traditional sales background could have benefited initially, but it was cool for me because it was basically, "Hey, here's the front desk. You know, good luck. This is what we need you to do: like greet people, and here's how we do physical therapy. Here's how we do personal training, and you know, go out into the community, knock on some doors, see if you can generate some more interest." That was my playbook, and, and it and it fit in with this owner's personality. He was that classic entrepreneur. He's just, we're, we're winging it. We're having fun. We're like, Hey, if, if we can have fun and we can make money at the end of each month, like high five, this is awesome. And that was my, literally my first experience. And I had an absolute blast. I loved it. It was like for, for anyone that's that's considering or just starting in this industry. That's that's why people get into an industry, or, or that's why you should get into this industry, is you have a passion for it. You you have you, you have something inside you that really, and, and at, at, at the heart of where I where for, for me personally, not only did I have a passion for health and fitness, and I wanted, and, and I realized, wow, these are my people like i every i couldn't wait to get into work every day because i couldn't wait to interact not only with the physical therapists and personal trainers but then the other piece of it which is classic why fitness professionals get into the industry we were truly helping people we were making a difference in people's lives and and that's been those two pieces have of the puzzle have always been consistent in all of the jobs that i've had i've had really three jobs in this in this industry and and I didn't realize it at the time when in my first job that I would I would see that as value being around like-minded people that that share that same passion for the industry and and making a difference in people's lives, truly changing people's lives. And it was people, you know, and it's ironic because people in stretch lab world, our customers come in with the same kind of aches and pains that they That they had when I was in this boutique health club outside of Boston, back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, you know, uh, uh, youth athlete, older, older age athlete, everyone in between. And, And we could literally help anyone and everyone. So that's, that's how I started was really, it was kind of like a chance I'm looking for something and, and I took a chance on something I was passionate about and, and it hooked me. And, and that's, uh, I love the, in, the industry for that reason, because I, I found my passion. And then the other piece of it that I think is relevant for today's conversation is that I figured out how to make money out of it. That's, that's the other reason why it's, it's, it's what, I, what I love and appreciate. And what I've learned in the franchise world, not to jump too far ahead, but what I've learned in the franchise world is that if you can, if you can find your passion and then you can figure out how to make money doing what you love you're, and I'm stealing this from someone, you'll never work a day in your life. Like it, it's, it's not a job. It, it, it becomes something that you do every day that you love. You can't get, you can't wait to go into work and do it. And, and honestly, that's been my last 17, 18 years is, is I've, I've, in, ha, have I had tough days? Of course. Have I had stressful days? Of course. But at the end of the day, I, I'm, I love what I do and, and it's allowing me to provide for a family and and to to change people's lives and I still do that today now it's it's really transitioned from physically helping someone through physical therapy and personal training to still doing it through stretching but now my my customer now where where I sit today is my franchise partner and I get to help my change make make a difference in people's lives through owning a business. And it just happens to be in the industry of of fitness and wellness. And and that's the cool part.
0: You made so many good points there. I mean, first of all, you were bitten by the bug. I think we all have that moment where we realize, you know, okay, this is not just like a for the moment thing. This is something that I really love and enjoy for me. It was at 2001 at crunch corporate office in New York city. We had a boxing bag hanging in the corporate office and a garage door, you know, was the corporate was the was the conference room door and i thought that right. was like so cool and all the people you know cuz growing up you don't know that that's an option you don't know i'm going to become a fitness professional what does that mean right it's like you went to college and now you're going to work in a gym wo- wearing spandex that's what i heard from family and friends <laughs> like you have degrees what are you doing working right. in fitness right. and you made a really good point making money at the job being able to have a successful career and unfortunately there's so many people in fitness that haven't figured that out, whether that's because they're selling on price and they're not selling their value or they don't really understand how to connect those dots and just make it a, a career as opposed to a gig. Right. And, you know, it's funny because I have teenage sons too. So they're 15 and 13 and they're, you know, getting that pressure at school of what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you think you're going to major in in college? And I always say, just, Focus on what you like. And then once right. you figure out what you enjoy and you want to do, you then you figure out how to make money at it, right? Just do something that you enjoy. And I think the one thing that's amazing about the fitness industry is it's so altruistic. You're helping people, but by helping people, it helps you. So now you're on the other side and you're supporting the franchisee as opposed to working with the individual. What do you enjoy specifically about working for a franchise brand?
1: So this is a great, great question. And it's a great transition because what I loved about that it consulting job that i first had and and even you know early on as i was taking these these business classes i never i was a a science major in college i was a physics major you know talk about not doing anything related to your major and so i i I fell in love with small business and i loved the mba program i was in because uh, i never had any experience in this business world and then looking back, I realized, hey, through high school, all my jobs were working for small business owners. Through college, all of my jobs were working for small business owners. And then what do I do out of college? IT consulting company. You know we had we had you know 20 to 25 people employed at any one time it was a small business and that owner was a you know he taught he taught the business financials and how to read a PL and a balance sheet to all of his employees I thought that was so cool and that was one of the impetus for me to take classes towards my MBA and I was going out and helping small business owners understand how they could use IT to improve their business and and then I you know, when I got into health and fitness and I was working at this boutique health club, it it transitioned into, okay, I'm trying to help my own business. Now that I was the general manager of as well as helping people. And, and after I, you know, you you kind of, you you always run your course at some point, you know, individually I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm having fun. And then at some point you, you kind of reach this point where it's okay, I'm not having as much fun. I'm not learning as much. What else can I do? And every, for everyone, it's different. And, and so for me, it was, you know, one location, it was always ever going to be one location in that first boutique health club I worked at. I added, I got to learn the, like this world of small business. So I was in charge of all the business side. All of a sudden, when, when you look at a business's P&L, you got your revenue and your expenses. And I'm like, I'm responsible for driving revenue in this business. And I went out into the community and I learned how to, you know, this was completely on my own, learn how to establish relationships with, you know, different doctors and doctors groups and physical, traditional insurance-based physical therapy to point them to us after they were done care, and then just different groups in the community, can, making connections in the community. And then I was responsible for the expense side, and that was and and for me, I'm a systems guy. That's what also I learned. So I'm a systems guy, and I was like, okay, I'm going to pay bills, you know, twice a month, and pay payroll twice a month, and figure out comp structures and how do you incentivize, how do we drive revenue? We added, and this was, you know, this this I call this my entrepreneurial experience in, in this world of business, because, you know, we, we added chiropractor to two part-time chiropractors to our business. We added two part-time massage therapists. We added uh, an acupuncture. So we added these other modalities into this boutique club that were already offering physical therapy and personal training to drive revenue. And yes, there was an expense side of it, but there was additional, there was always margin on everything we did. And I, and I, I learned that from just classic rolling up your sleeves and 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 having the opportunity to do that. And then I was like, okay, now how do I how do I replicate this? And I remember like having that that thought process of like, how do I replicate this? And and at and at some point it was all right, I can't like the, the owner, you know, you, you run up against limitations and and nothing against the owner. It was like he was comfortable in that one location. And I had my, I wanted to keep growing. And, and so I started looking for something else and I came across a boutique fitness franchise that was looking for, the title was Director of Franchise Support. And I was like, well, "What? Is, what the heck is that? Like I had no, I knew nothing about franchising. I knew, you know, I'd read, you know, some case study back in MBA program about curves. And, you know, just knew that they had way too many locations and, you know, it was just, you know, that's, that's legitimately all I knew. So I went for an interview, long story short, got the job and it was a small fitness franchise and it was small group training. And the owner had a lot of, he had, he was a personal trainer. His background was a personal trainer. He had his own personal training studios. And then he eventually, eventually was a part of a franchise sold that business and started his own franchise. And so I was like, wow, this is really cool story. He, you know, just in that first meeting learned a lot about the world of franchising and the world of franchising is all about systems. And it was all this, it was just clicking. It was like, oh my goodness, this is my language. This is what I, I operate really well in an, in an organization where there's systems in place and in franchising, you know, a franchise partner is, is buying the rights to use the name and the marks of your brand. And so they're buying that Stretch Lab logo right there and the Stretch Lab name and logo. And we teach them how to market, how to sell, how to recruit people, how to train their team. And then there's some other like softer skills of like how to have a daily, weekly, monthly meeting rhythms, how to implement them. What it, what happens in those um, meetings and how do you set goals and how you know give you recommendations on comp structure, et cetera. and And really, it's a platform. It's a distribution model. that's that's what franchising is. Franchising is a distribution model. And so what I learned in in this, this is my second job, and this was my I transitioned from being in that entrepreneurial world, do it yourself, figure it out yourself to now franchising world where it's all about systems. and and he had thirty locations at the time. And, and I was just fascinated by this, this idea that, or this reality that he could open up 30 locations. And it was like over, not that it was like super fast, but it was over, like, I think it was like four years, maybe it was five years, somewhere in that range. And I was like, wow. And, and, and so my job became to provide support to all these franchise partners. He liked that I had this experience in, in running a gym and selling one-on-one services and personal training and physical therapy, just selling that and, and operating and understanding the expense. And, and really my main job became teaching our franchise partners how to run their business eff- effectively, efficiently, how to drive sales and control expenses, because that's what I had done the five years previous. And and I, f- I fell in love with franchising. I fell in love with this idea that now I can, I love small business. I can help. Now this, this is where I transitioned from helping a customer with back pain to helping my new customer, which is a franchise prospect, become a franchisee or a franchise partner and realize that American dream of owning their own business, starting their own business, but not being in business completely on their own. That was my job. I was like, I can't, give you legal advice. I can't give you I, I can I can give you best practice around HR, but I can't tell you specifically who to hire, who to fire. But here's the system we have in place. We have marketing systems, we have sales systems, we have education systems, and then the experience, the customer experience, we have systems around how to deliver that on a daily basis that is in line with the brand. And and so this goes for any franchise. This is what I've learned now operating two different franchise systems. It's franchising is all about systems. It's a distribution model and it's not the right fit for everyone. And and that's the beauty of franchising is I can sit here and talk to you Vanessa until I'm blue in the face about how awesome Stretch Lab is. But if you as an individual are, are not the right fit for franchising, doesn't matter. It has to, you have to be the right fit. And that's what I, I, I learned early on as well in that franchise world was it was finding the right fit for a franchise prospect to make sure that they could be passionate about the brand, that they would come in and follow systems. So that classic entrepreneur, typically franchising is not the right fit. And then the, the other really important piece of the puzzle for having success in any franchise system is, can you be a good leader? in your own organization, because I can't run your business for you. I can teach you how to run it. I can teach you the marketing and the sales and and the the customer experience. I can give you best practice on hiring and and comp structure, but you're the, the, the franchise partner. They're the one that has to go out and actually execute. And so it was, again, I look back on it while it was scary in the moment of transitioning from this world that I knew really well, which was being like literally my my day to day was living at the front desk of this boutique studio now transitioning into more of a corporate setting in the franchise space where i knew nothing about i knew you know you just have that gut feeling that i was I, this was where i was supposed to be because i had that passion for not only health and fitness but then i also had this passion for small business and helping owners to, to be successful. And, and eventually in a very short window of time, I became the president of this boutique fitness franchise and I helped them to grow to over a hundred locations nationwide. And, and it was, you know, you're not going, and one of the things I always like to talk about is if you don't challenge yourself and if you don't take that, sometimes those leaps of faith, you never know what you can accomplish. And, and if I didn't do that, Obviously, I would have never become the president of that first boutique fitness franchise that I was a president of and, and helped grow to over 100 locations. And then I would never have had the opportunity that I have now today at Stretch Lab. It, it would have never happened. I, I only have this opportunity today because of that chance I took of leaving a comfort zone and trying something new. Knowing, you know, all right, I've got the skill set, but it's still something new. And you know, great, grateful for that. You know, every opportunity, you you learn and grow and and, and it, it's going to open up more doors down the future. You can never predict the future, but know that it's going to open up more doors.
0: What advice would you give to somebody that wants to grow in the fitness industry and, and move forward and not make lateral moves? Because I see a lot of people just making lateral moves. Okay. I'm in this, I'm a general manager of this facility. I'm going to go to general manager of another facility and they never move up. So what advice would you share with that person?
1: Um, number one, talk to a lot of people. It's not just interviewing and and putting your resume out there. It it really is networking and and getting to know as many people in, and it could potentially be in different industries. You know, I, I remember when I was, before I took the franchise, my first franchise job, and I was still at the boutique health club, I Networked fairly heavily with within my. I had a smaller network then because I was younger. But but don't let that not let you do this. Like I had a small network, but I still asked a lot of people. Like, hey, do you mind just going out and having a coffee with me? I just want to pick your brain about what you're doing, and 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 I'm just thinking about. And I just kind of phrased it as I'm thinking about you know other other potential careers down the road. And when you're young, that's an easy conversation to have. And and and, a, and most people enjoy talking about themselves. (laughs) So, so use that to your advantage and ask them questions. Well, you know, that's really interesting. Would you know anyone else that you think I would benefit talking to? And, and I ended up getting multiple conversations and meeting multiple people that I would, that were not in my network just because they knew someone that knew someone. And sometimes it was, you know, it was like a coffee that was like a 20 minute coffee because it's, wow, we have nothing in common. And this conversation is not going anywhere fast. And then other times it turned into an hour long. Wow. That was awesome. That was great. And so what it does is that it's not like that person you're having coffee with is going to be offering you a job right then and there, but they can connect you to someone else that can potentially connect you to someone else that maybe your future that, that you, a future job. So that's, that's always like a, a piece of advice that I give often. It, if you want to continue to grow, learn what else is out there. Now, if you're in an industry that you really love and you're passionate about, we're, we're talking to people that are in this fitness industry, wellness industry, then, I mean, it's similar, it's similar advice. Try to network and, and, and meet, go to, go to these organizational events where you can meet people that are in the industry and and go and, and look, not just, you know, I was in at a health club. So does your, your experience doesn't necessarily just translate into another health club. Like you said, like moving laterally from a GM of one health club, and I'm going to be a GM of another health club. You can do that, but that's not always good. It could be good. If that next job has, you're, you're going from one to a company that has multiple clubs you know that that could be a good good first step and and then if there's growth opportunity there where you can become a district manager or an area manager whatever the the next title might be that that could be good but in in the industry there's multiple different what's the right way to the phrase this, levels of the industry so you've got your health clubs you've got your independent people you can have side hustles but then you got you have all these vendors that and, and that provide the materials and or the technology for our industry. So those are other avenues that people can look at, you you know, who does your, who do you use, you know, as, as a potential vendor, whether it's equipment or whether it's technology Um, where, where do they operate? You know, there's so many companies now going virtual. So it's not like when I was, when I was coming up, it was like, well, I can't go to work for any of these vendors because none of them are in the Boston market. And I wasn't moving at that time, you know, so that was a limitation. Now, a lot of companies are are going virtual, staying virtual, who knows, you know, where you could potentially work with, with technology. That's the other avenue. I I always, I, I love helping people grow and, and realize their dreams. And so one of the things I'm, I always am proud to talk about, I have four or five, personal trainers now so from back in the day when i was working 04 to 09 is when i was at this boutique club and i had these personal trainers working for me four five of them now have their own business and so that was their path was working as a personal trainer and eventually opening up their own location and finding their own niche within the health and fitness industry to have their own business. And and they are super excited and and fulfilled about where they're at right now. And that makes me happy because I've helped someone achieve that. I have a a former salesperson that eventually became like a general manager of, of a club and then went and operated, was the district manager of an organization that had five health clubs. And, you know, that, that was, that, that made me proud to see her transition and her growth in, in this industry doing so the, because her first job in health and fitness world was with me and, and she came from a different industry and, and we still are, are friends today and, and talk to this day. And I love seeing when I went, I was just back on the East coast in July and I got to go see, and I, I got to bring my, uh, we we're talking about my son earlier, my 14 year old, I got to bring him in and he got some, he, you know, he went through a knee surgery, unfortunately, but he, I got to get, get him an experience where he got treatment from one of my former therapists, and then got to work out with one of my former personal trainers. And, and it's, they, they, they own this, this facility. And and that was a really cool experience because it was, you know, it's, that's, I love giving back. And I, when you're passionate about this, that's, you figure out where you're passionate about, you figure out how to make money at it. And it's, and it's different for different people. Sometimes it's, it's the path of, I want my own business. And there's lots of opportunities there to do that. Or sometimes it's, it's the path of, I want to continue to grow in different employment opportunities and and working in different industries and, And a lot of it is because we are a smaller industry, even though it is growing, the boutique fitness health, health and wellness world is growing. It's still relatively small. So I always encourage don't burn bridges, treat people with respect, ask for help, ask for conversation, ask for coffee. You never know who you're going to meet and who they're going to know. And just talk about what you're passionate about and follow that path. And in some way you're going to find the path.
0: Right. It's all about relationships. And you're right. You never know. Like for me, the person that gave me my first job at a college also then gave me a job like many years later was like, I'm working on a new project. Come work with me here. So you never know. And I couldn't agree more with with never burning bridges. So I think relationships kind of apply to a lot of things, right? Whether whether that's acquiring an opportunity, whether that's mentoring a team player that was, you know, a part of your staff or in sales, to me sales is all about relationships. Yeah. How do you teach your franchisees to acquire new clients and is that different from acquiring a traditional fitness Customer right is a client of Stretch Lab different from say a, cl- a client at Club Pilates.
1: Yeah, great question. This is every. I'll I'll, I'll take a step up and and talk about thirty thousand foot view, and then I'll I'll dive um, deeper in, into some of the specifics. In general, in franchising, and and I and I've been in the f- boutique fitness side of franchising for. 13, 14 years now, what I learned do, doing it on my own and learning from my own is still relevant today. So a lot of the basic tenets of driving leads into your business, fitness business are the same, have, have some of the method methods or, um, delivery systems changed. Yes. You know, when I started social media didn't exist, Facebook didn't exist. Digital advertising didn't exist. And so you had your, your classic methods of you know, newspaper ads and direct mail pieces and getting out into the community. And so some of those pieces are, are still really valuable. And, and what we like, I'll use a lot of analogies. And so one of the ones when, when it relates to marketing and advertising and driving leads is that you want to fish in a lot of ponds. Meaning, there's a lot of a lot of fish out there. You have to go find out where your fish are that you want to catch that are going to um, want to come into your studio and benefit from your place of business. Whatever the service is that you're offering, whether it's personal training, physical therapy, chiropractic, acupuncture, Pilates, yoga, stretching, you have to figure out where your demographic lives, and then you want to market and advertise there. And it, and it's you can do some research and, and have some good idea, but then you got to go do, and then you got to learn and iterate. you gotta, you got to be able to, to change the approach. And, and typically it's slightly. And, and in the franchise world, one of the things that franchise partners are buying into is that they're hoping that you figure this out already. And, and, in, and for Exponential Fitness, our parent company, that is what we sell. We figure this out. We know where to market for all of our brands. You know, We have nine brands now. And, and really, you know, we use the same digital ad vendors. We, we know we have to fish in a lot of ponds. We've got digital advertising. We've got social media. We have direct mail. We have print. There's community events. The, the location is important. Part of, we always teach that part of your rent, you have to look at it as marketing dollars because where you put your location gets eyeballs and you want as many eyeballs as possible on your sign. And whether it's walk-by traffic, drive-by traffic. R- referrals is another component down the road after you get customers. Your, your relationships in the community, business referrals is, is the still the front end. So in general, 30,000 foot view, exponential, our expertise is we have all of the pieces of the puzzle in place. And then within each brand... We we have a marketing team in each brand, and so the Stretch Lab marketing team dives into all right. Who are the demographics of Stretch Lab, and how do we market and advertise to them specifically? And and this is for anyone out there like trying to relate this to, to your own business. It's super easy. It's who look at your list of customer active customers right now, and look at the you know the the classic eighty twenty rule. Look look at the. The people that come the most, they're generating the most revenue. So though you want more of those people. So where did you get those people? Do a, do a simple exercise if you've never done this before. Where? Who are your best customers? Who are paying you the most money every single month? And how did you find them? How did you get them to come in your studio? And, and number one, go to those places where you found them and, and tried and market and advertise to those people. But then number two, go to those specific customers and say, hey, you're you are a great customer. Thank you. I appreciate you. I want to give you a referral bonus. You don't have to call it a referral bonus, but I want to give you, you know, and you, you figure out what makes sense for your business. A $50 gift card, a $25 gift card, a $100 gift card to someplace that they would love for every single customer that you send in here. And and the first visit is going to be on me. You know, something along those lines. And and that's that's how you want to build your customer base. So marketing and, and for Stretch Lab, what's interesting in Stretch Lab world is that, and, and it's 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 good and bad. We we have a the widest range of ages and ability levels that that we can attract into our business. So you mentioned Club Pilates, one of our sister brands. They do fantastically well. Six hundred plus locations around the country now. And they have a demographic, they've got their marketing boiled down and their demographic. Typically their, their key customer is a female that's somewhere in like the, the 40 to 60 year old range. One of our other great brands is Pure Bar and and Pure Bar is really well known. Again, a lot of over 500 locations around the country. And they have an, an even smaller slice of females that are typically, you know, 35 to 50 year old, and that's their Core customer stretch lab. What's interesting now, we're a younger brand, we're three years old, and we have a much wider range. We attract youth. We so let me take a step back. First, we attract pretty evenly split male, female, which is again good and bad. We attract youth and youth athletes as young as eight, nine, 10 years old, all the way through high school and college age athletes because. They understand and can benefit from one-on-one assisted stretching. Millennials, millennials are all about this experiential process. And and I want to go in and and, and they love boutique fitness and they've, they've come to love stretch lab. And so this millennial age group enjoys male and female enjoys stretch lab and, and understand the bigger picture of health and wellness and taking care of your body just as much as punishing and pushing your body and then we've got the the boomer the baby boomer generation that is 50s 60s 70s that are getting older that understand that they have to start taking care of their bodies more and it's not just moving their body more but it's also this taking they're getting aches and pains and They want to keep playing golf. They want to keep playing tennis. They want to keep riding their bikes or walking or whatever their activities. They want to be able to get down on the floor and play with their grandkids and then get back up again. And so this has become our, one of our biggest demographics. And then, you know, our age group too are you know, late thirties, forties that are still trying to stay active. I I try to stay very active. I, I work out multiple times a week. And, and I know obviously being in this industry, I know it's, it's, it's the overall, not only how you're moving your body, but what you're putting into your body. So I'm still very aware of what I'm food supplements, water, and then taking care of your body, your overall wellness of stress management. And, and this is a component of Stretch Lab. This is another area that Stretch Lab helps with. It's how, how often do we on our own take a take a you know we have 25 minute stretch sessions or 50 50 minute stretch sessions the 50 minute is the way better experience obviously and but how often do you take 50 minutes of me time we don't it, it, unless it's it's scheduled and you're paying for it you t- most people don't maybe some people that, that are in this industry do and, and so this is, you know, we have, we have a, you know, getting back to your original question of marketing and advertising, we fish in a lot of ponds. We have a bunch of ways we attract leads and it, and it's a wide range of people. So it's an advantage because it is a newer industry. It's a newer modality, I should say. And that's how we typically talk about it. And one of the best ways that Stretch Lab has an advantage, and there's a lot of people in the industry that can take advantage of this we do what we call pop-up events. And, and this is, you know, in, in classic health fitness, you know, I was running, running a club, you go out to an event, you have a booth, you're trying to talk about your brand and sell a membership, which is really hard to do. Yes. It gets your name out there, but it's more advertising versus a, a, a hard close. I'm trying to sell a membership on the spot in stretch Lab world. We have, we do these pop-up events and we partner with other exponential fitness brands. We can also partner with other fitness brands outside of exponential. We also are great partners with other wellness modalities, physical therapy, chiropractic, acupuncture, and massage, we don't compete. Stretching doesn't compete with those brands, those modalities, I'm sorry. So we can go in to them and say, hey, we're Stretch Lab, we just stretch people. We don't provide physical therapy. We don't provide massage, we are just stretching people. And we're a great complement to what you do to your customers. And so those people in those modalities are always looking at how can I help my customer and provide more value to my customer. And one way is to give a send us send them to us send them to Stretch Lab as a referral. And in exchange, if we have a customer that says, "Hey, I really hurt my shoulder playing tennis, playing I hurt my back playing golf, doing something," we can't provide them physical therapy services. We will not do that. So we need to send them somewhere. So We can have a good business referral relationship and these pop-up events that we do, we bring two portable massage tables. We bring two flexologists with us and we give the, the potential prospect or the potential customer an actual stretch. We get them on the table. We manually stretch them out. And that provides a tremendous amount of value, not only from an education standpoint, because we are a new modality and we're trying to teach people first about stretching and what the benefit is. Again, we can talk until we're blue in the face, but when we give an experience, it's, it's uh, the light bulb. It's, oh, wow, that's what an assisted stretch is. And it's that experience that then helps to drive them back into our studio to say, hey, I want to come in and because it's it's a quick 10, 15 minute demo stretch, we call it, to give them a taste and, and, and of the experience to get them to come in and, and experience a full 50 minute. So that's one of our big ones that we use in what we call pre-sale before we're actually open for business. And it's and it serves our two purposes. And this is relevant for any brand new business. Get onto the community to educate. But then also figure out a way, how can I give them an experience that doesn't cost them anything so that they can get a a taste and a feel for what we do?
0: Right. Anybody that's ever sold a fitness or wellness membership knows I need to think about it are the words that you never want to hear. And you remove that barrier when you're able to give them a little taste of what you have to offer right then and there. Because usually if you go and you set up these booths and then you're like, oh, we're so amazing. We're so amazing. Come check us out. Then you're waiting for the person to come check you out. You have to set an appointment. They may or may not show up. Whereas if you're giving them the experience and they're more bought into the product or service and they're more likely to actually show for an appointment in person. So that makes complete sense. Lou, what's been the biggest change you've made. So you've been at the helm of stretch lab for almost four years. What's the biggest change you've made in the way that the business operates and, and, or maybe it was some of your offerings.
1: Yeah, it's so we, we, we like to say that COVID was a blessing in disguise and anytime, I mean, I'm a big believer in this, like Challenges always present opportunities. And some people that are listening to, the, to this will understand that because they've been able to pivot through COVID and, and, and see opportunities through the, the challenges that we had over the last year and a half. And then other people may not yet be able to see the opportunities, but they're out there. And, and I challenge you to, to look at, okay, yes, co- because we were pre-COVID, we tell this story pre-COVID, post-COVID. Pre-COVID, we were on this, this trajectory. It was going up and to the right. We were selling territories. We were opening locations and, and the franchise was doing well. And then all of a sudden, boom, life, life stops because we because COVID hit and we closed all 72 locations. We had 72 open. We closed them all. Um at not not all overnight, but but at some point we closed them all. And we were like, wow, like we are we don't know. We don't know. We know something COVID is bad. And, and we are in a industry or a a modality where we are super close. We are providing one-on-one assisted stretching. There's no six feet of distance. What is going to happen? Are we like, do is stretch lab going out of business? I mean, that was like the initial like, oh shit moment. You know, I, I use that term in a you know everyone has their oh shit moments and i tell my franchise partners this when you have that moment call me i'm here we will talk through it we will walk through it in on the on the corporate side that was like holy cow we just closed 72 locations and okay you know and after you have that it's okay to dwell in that moment temporarily but then you and especially as a leader if you have you know, people relying on you, whether it's employees or customers, or in our case, 70, 72 locations and all these franchise partners, you have to quickly reassess and look at okay, what's next steps? How do we move forward? How do we pivot? And for initially for Stretch Lab, and it was, this was for all of Exponential, ironically, we had about a year, year and a half previous. We had bought a, a production facility across the street from our corporate office, and we started videoing, creating video content for all of the brands. And so we had, and not obviously not predicting that COVID would happen, but knowing that video on demand and having some kind of video assets that were complementary to each of the brands were going to be helpful in some way. We didn't, so we had a lot of, we had this library of video content. And so we're like, all right, here's our opportunity. It's not ready yet, but it's going to be ready real fast. And we just pivoted the team. We didn't lay anyone off at the corporate office. We kept everyone. Yes, we reallocated some of their, what they were doing to focus on all of the brands. Get digital. Now, some of our brands, Club Pilates and Pure Bar, for example, there are mature brands. They already had some video on demand platforms and content and subscribers. And so it was easier for them, but it was also provided a, a blueprint for us. And for stretch lab, we were like, all right, we just, we had this content. We went virtual and we said, Hey, all customers, you get free video content of stretching 25 minute stretches, 50 minute stretches. They're all free to you. Here's how to access them. And and we gave this information to our franchise partners, to our customers, and we were like, all right, this is going to be awesome, you know, and it's going to keep the customers engaged. You know, initially you think it's going to be a two, three week window and then, then it gets longer. And as we looked at the data, we, we saw that customers were watching five, six, seven minutes of, of like a 25 or 50 minute stretch. Again, we were like, "Uh oh, like this, this isn't good either. What's going on? They're not, they're not actually stretching themselves. What, like, why aren't they doing that? Like they had such a great experience and now they're not, they're not doing it. And, and we we're trying to, we actually, the other thing we did at the local studio level was offered virtual stretches where we would do this and we'd get on Zoom or, or Google Meet, Google Hangouts and provide a virtual stretch and walk a customer through stretching themselves. It was not a big hit either. Luckily, we started reopening studios soon after that and we started seeing members that were not, for one reason or another, were not concerned about COVID coming back in strong numbers. And the, and the message that we consistently heard was, we we missed you, I needed this stretching, I, I, I missed getting that assisted stretch. I, I couldn't do this on my own. It wasn't fun trying to do it on my own. I don't wanna ever try to do this on my own. And, and so that was music to our ears. So. We started and we eventually reopened all 72 locations, which was fantastic. You know, so sometime in March, we closed them all. And and in May, sometime we started reopening, you know, just like all of the, the, like the country. When you looked at the country, it was the Southern states first. And then eventually we got through these Northern states and we've since opened another 50 plus locations. We have over 120 locations open today. and And the member base spoke to us and told us, hey, virtual stretching is not where it's at. We want someone that that can give this to us. So we were really excited about that. And I think for the fitness and wellness industry as a whole, this is a major positive that you can't Amazon personal training, stretching, and and some of these other modalities. You can't digitize and virtualize whatever the word you want to use. There is value in providing whether it's a one-on-one service or a one-to-many, a group service, as long as the value you're providing is something that the customer wants and needs. And that's what we learned. And the other thing that we pivoted on in, in stretch lab world is all right, we've got this technology. We have the these all these videos. Our customers don't want to sit at home and stretch themselves. At the in the big picture, that is a good thing. That was like That's a blessing in disguise. Also, they want to come in, but then how do we use technology to help create more value? And and where we pivoted over the last nine months was to break up this video content into smaller size chunks, easier to digest. We converted them into a, a homework tool. We use our video platform now as a homework tool for our members where they have, as a member, you have access to all of our video content and our flexologists. If I'm your flexologist, Vanessa, and I just spend an hour with you, I get to learn your body and your limitations as well as your goals really well. And so now in order to help you, I want, if I'm the flexologist, I'm the service provider and I want you as a long-term customer, I want to continue to provide value to you. I want to help you. And this is where I think fitness professionals can have this, the wrong mindset. I want to help you reach your goals because that should mean that you are forever grateful to me to, because I helped you hit those goals. Whereas I've run into some fitness professionals in my career where it's, I don't want to help them do too well because I want them to always be coming back to me. And I think that's the wrong mindset. I think the right, the right mindset is what, what their goals are today are going to be different than what their goals are tomorrow. So let's help you hit your goals today so that not only can you shout from the rooftops in your community, hey, you know, Lou is an awesome, you know, fill in the blank, therapist, trainer, et cetera, or Stretch Lab is awesome because that helped me hit my goals. Because I want you to come back also and say, hey, I hit this goal, now I think I can do this. And that it was something you never dreamed of initially, but because I showed, I helped you see progress, I helped you hit goal one and then goal two, and now you're on to goal three and you never in your wildest dreams believed that you could ever do that. I I honestly believe that is the, the deep down, that is our, our mission as fitness professionals, health and wellness professionals is to help people realize these dreams. And, And that's what we're doing in stretch lab world is we're setting goals We're not only helping them achieve that through one-on-one assisted stretching, but then we're also telling them, Hey, this has to become part of your everyday routine. You can't just, and and it's similar to like we used to, I was, I was in a business where we did nutrition consulting. That is a big challenge. And and it's very similar, you know, personal training, same thing, like personal training world, like, Hey, typical personal trainer. Hey, I want to, I want to get in better shape and lose weight and you ask them some specifics and it's okay. But if we work out once a week or twice a week, that's not enough. You need to do this on your own. You need to do X, Y, and Z on your own. You need to make, you know, and this is anything in the health fitness wellness That's the beauty of this is that Stretch Lab is no different. This is how we're the same in terms of boutique fitness and wellness. We provide a service that can truly help people, not only in the moment feel better, improve flexibility, improve range of motion, decrease pain, decrease risk of injury, improve performance. But if you're not consistent with it outside of our four walls, then it, it's not going to work as well. And if you truly want to hit your goals, so we give this homework tool and, we, and it's mobile app based. It's video content. it's you know specific stretching for specific body parts or if you're in a certain activity, golf, for example, or tennis, you know, we'll give specific stretches. You're a cycling, you're into cycling. We'll give you specific stretches that are recovery tools and and also improve range of motion for different benefits. So it was COVID was, I mean, it was, it was crazy and I'm sure most people had this experience. It was crazy, but it helped our business for the positive. And I think that speaks to the type of people we have here at Exponential And at Stretch Lab, we didn't for a moment, you know, wallow in our tears and be like, oh my goodness, like we're, we're done. You know, we, we pivoted, we looked for opportunities. We, we looked at how can we make it better? Like you have to do that because, because life is, life is going to give you lemons. I'm a big believer in that. I try to teach my kids that life is hard. Life is not easy life that you can't float through life saying, oh, this is, this is awesome. Life is hard. You have to find the good moments, cherish the good moments. You have to find the opportunities and you have to go out and grab those opportunities. And that's another reason why I think I love the fitness industry in general, because there's a lot of people like that that are in the fitness industry looking to find their own path and and make the most out of it. And and then I also love the franchising world because you've got these people that have this drive and desire to be their own boss and to make the life for themselves that they want to live. And that's, that's what I get to do every single day. And I, and I love it. It's, it's great.
0: Lou, it's been so great learning from you. If somebody wants to connect with you or find out more about stretch lab, how can they do that?
1: yeah stretchlab.com super easy we make it super easy on our website my email is super easy i i, I don't mind people reaching out Lou, l o u at stretchlab.com um, go check out our website as well it's it's got a ton of information on it if you're interested in franchising world or learning more about franchising i i am on insta i'm sorry linkedin i'm hardly on social media honestly i i try to and this is more from a personal perspective stretchlab is on social media we're a big believer in social media and especially for, for some people, for me personally, I try to, you know, mentally and, and, uh, emotionally protect myself from
0: <laughs> it's exhausting and draining social, social media.
1: media. <laughs> um, LinkedIn though. I mean, from a, from a business standpoint, I, d- I do appreciate LinkedIn and we'll go on there at least once a month to, see what some, some old friends and contacts are doing and connect with people. And, 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 and so LinkedIn is another way that like, if you want to reach out, I, I, I will eventually get back to you on LinkedIn. I think there's value there. Social media, it depends on what you use it for. I, I like I'm, I'm in awe of some people that have built businesses through social media. But on a daily basis, when I yell at my kids, cause I've got two teenagers and one that just turned nine and their faces are like when they like, I don't let them put, put their faces in, in their phones. And I, I believe in, you know, face-to-face or, or zoom is, is, is better than social media, but yeah, reach out. Love to love to chat anytime.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Vanessa Severiano. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you would please subscribe, review, and share this episode. It would really mean so much to me. I truly love connecting with fitness and wellness experts. So if you'd like to be on the show or are looking for help in your business, definitely drop me a line and connect with me. You can find me at hello at vanessaseveriano.com or my social media handles. Since my last name is not the easiest to spell, I'm going to go ahead and make it really easy for you and link my contact details in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode.